just is throwing down with Justin Lilly. That makes no sense. You can be funny and not be offensive. The same way this is your workspace, this is my workspace too. It's never just sports. It's never just sports. It's never just sports. You'll be a little smarter, and we'll be a little smarter, and it will be great. I was close to being right. You know what's interesting? If you don't agree with this, then just turn us off. Throwing down. Hey everyone, welcome back to Throwing Down with Jess and Lily. I'm Lily Caffey Levine. I'm Jess King. And we're just gonna jump right into it today. Going a little off topic here. Um, not that anything here is ever off topic, but just gonna hit on some like different topics. We do a lot of discussion about like COVID and the effects of that on sports and a lot of different topics in like sports and society and sports culture, but we're gonna break from that. Not a lot, but a little bit today, um, just to like touch on some other things, just for fun, just for a little variety. So um, I feel like we're like feeling it today. Like we're like, Jess and I are really like feeling the effects of the pandemic today. Not like the literal effects of co- having COVID, no. but just like mentally. It's, Life like, caught up to us. I don't know. I don't know if it's like the fact that it's September that's making it feel a little bit like, okay, we did the whole summer and this still is happening. Um, but we're like, both like when we thought that this wasn't going to affect summer, <laughs> but yeah, I feel like those we're kids feeling it like we're really feeling the effects today. So that's why we're having a little bit of like a chill episode today. So uh, let's just roll through the vibes. There's a couple things we should talk about. Today is just going to be drama and vibes. No, not really. Um, we're just going to vibe, see how it goes. I hate me for saying that. That was, a, <laughs> it's an annoying so, it's okay. Everything about today is annoying because it is September 1st, straight up. August weird. is over. We're like, also, this is the first time in our entire lives that we're, oh, maybe we feel weird because we're not going to school. That's what I said this morning when I went to go get my nails done with my best friend. Shout out Meg. She went to Maris with me. She lives around the block from me. And I was like, I hate every day that I wake up and I have to look at my Snapchat memories and see that. I was supposed to be tearing up Mahoney's right, See, right solution, now. I, I'm a, I'm a, so I like to think of myself as a solutions pr- person, not a problems person. So like when people are like pointing out all the problems, I'm like, let's stop doing that. Let's like think of the solution. I love you know talking what I mean? about problems. And so I deleted Snapchat. I said, what? Yeah. I don't have Snapchat anymore. Is that I just why you haven't like, answered my Snapchat? Yes, that is why I probably haven't answered something. I didn't know you Snapchat me. But no, it, I was just like, I genuinely came to a thing where I was like, I don't use this. I use it extremely rarely. And I'll use it for like, if there's something worth Snapchatting. So like a funny thing or whatever that I see and I want to send to my friends. But I was like, you know what? Only I can just delete Snapchat. I was like, I'll just send them. If there's something I want my friends to see a picture of, I'll send them a picture. I was like, I don't need this other way. I don't know. It was just like, I love Snapchat. You're crazy. I do Instagram for a while too. So I knew that. Okay, wait. So you deleted like the app or you deleted your account? I deactivated my account. So when you activate your account, you're going to get like all of these Snapchats that I've like sent to you over the last couple of weeks months however long this goes okay so i'm not gonna stop sending you snapchat no you can keep no keep sending them and then like maybe on like january 1st i'll open it and i'll just like see the last six months in review Uh, it'll be fun it'll be like a walk down memory lane terrorizing 
Um, all right, so let's let's actually talk about things. I will put a timestamp um, in the description of this so that if you don't want to hear us ramble about our personal lives, you can fast forward. Um, so, yes. personal, lives, personal lives rambling won't be over at this point, but we will talk about something that kind of retains to sports. Um, I just want to say the SEC football released week one and two scheduling um, for college football. If you guys don't know that, go check that shit out. Um, got a bunch of cool games. I looked at this and I it came up on my Twitter. And I wasn't even remotely excited about this. I saw the SEC. <laughs> Is that schedule. weird? I saw the SEC schedule and I was like, my immediate first reaction, I was like, oh, we're doing it. I was like, it's happening. Um, just because it's one of those things where it's like, you think about you, people talk about it for so long and there's so much discussion about it for so long that you're just like, there's no way. Right. And then they do it that they're doing. It's like it. I forgot that that like, was actually going to happen. Well, when you also think about it, when we did an episode on college football a few weeks ago, so much has happened between now and then that it would have, it was honestly impossible for me to keep track of college football yeah. and all the other things that were happening. That was a long day. Um, which I guess that's what these unprecedented times are to speak about. I don't know. Maybe it's just because, like, I like the NFL, college football rocks, but I definitely am into basketball, like college basketball, more than I miss college football. So Me maybe – because we didn't go to a big football college. Like, we yeah. never had that vibe. So I guess we never fell in love with it the way a lot of other sports fans and, and I'm, students have. We're not from places that – have a big college football culture, which I think is like a really, yeah. a really not, not important, but like, it's a big influential thing on like, I think people that are college football fans, I think there are college football fans that are just really, really into the sport. And then there are people that might be more casually into it, but they're into it because it's the culture they grew up with. Like you're from the South or you're from wherever, where there's a big college football program. Um, and I think that that's like a hugely influential thing where like, I remember getting excited about March Madness, like every March with my dad. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like that to me was something that was more like I grew up going to BC games. Like, And it's just um, kind of crazy because – and here's the thing. Like when we did our episode about college football and like we posted our clips of like wants versus need, um, <clears throat> we got a lot of like hate on our Instagram page because – it's so like in like people's lives, like the culture of where they're yeah. from in their tradition, their family traditions. And that's something that I want to just say is very like respectable and super cool, but we've never grew up like that. And to be honest with you, I thought it was super funny. Well, it's just like a difference. Like the clip was wants versus need. Like, which was a total bit we were not, I'm not like apologizing for doing no, it. No, I don't either because like, at the end of the total day, bit. everybody that hates the fact that we're not playing a ton of college football this year, hopefully will be alive afterwards because that's not going to kill them. Like it's, it's not that's just what it is. It's just, that's well, what it is. I think, that that's, I think that's the way that we're viewing it. Like, I just want everyone to know that. Uh, obviously like we we know college football we are very like aware of like the cultural 
Im- impact like like the the what it is to people like how, why it is so meaningful to i people, get why it it's so important i completely get it i completely respect it college football is awesome it's a flawed system and i think we have to be very aware of that fact and i think the other thing is it's also just something that like we shut like not everywhere but a lot of places in the country completely shut down for a few weeks back in march and yeah. because to try to stop the spread of a of a deadly virus. And I think there's just a lot of variables. There's a lot of things that are uncertain with like the virus spreading and like the long-term impact of people that recover from it. And I think it's just something that like, yes, is college football important to the economy and to a lot of like students and student athletes? Yes, it is. But we also just have to put in perspective the like the risk factor of like is this worth yeah. the possible risk of student athletes getting sick or coaches getting sick or whoever and i just think that like it's something where we should really work to stop the pandemic and then we can play all the college football we want it'll be so freaking exactly fun. But let's first stop the global pandemic or and take measures to do so and then guess what we can have march madness we can have all the college football we want it'll be so much fun and we'll have like a huge party yeah. and i'll watch college football and it'll be awesome but <laughs> it's just for me and this is my personal opinion as from my perspective is that it's just not worth risking the lives of coaches and players and staff. Yeah. And it is a good point like that you made, like you're in Boston. I'm on Long Island. Like we freaking locked down. Yeah. And I know a lot of people, one of my best friends from high school, she goes to school in Tennessee and she never ever once locked down. Like I remember she I remember Snapchatting her in the middle of April and she was going to the grocery store and I was like, um, excuse me, where's your mask? She's like, we literally don't do that here. I was like, you wouldn't even see me walk anywhere near a grocery store. I actually had a nightmare. It was, it wasn't really a nightmare. I had like a dream. I was out and not like out, out, but just like outside at a store or something. And I didn't have a mask. And I was like, oh shit. I was like, I don't have a mask. Fuck. What do I do? And I like panicked, but I was like, it's okay. Cause for whatever reason, I was the only person in the store. So I was like, okay, it's fine. I'll get in, I'll get out and I'll go home because for whatever reason, I couldn't just like go home and get a mask. I don't know. It was a dream. And then like all these people started coming in and I was like freaking out. I was like, no, it's just like, you feel naked without it now. And you're like, oh my gosh, no, what do I do? You started sweating. <laughs> yeah. It seriously is so crazy. Like, I remember the first time, this kind of is, is going to sound weird, like, when things started opening back up in New York and we were kind of like, okay, we're like, not like we're in the clear, because you're like, you're not, like, obviously no one is right now yet. Yeah. And a bunch of my friends that, like, I work with and hang out with all the time, we went, we went to the beach, like, for the first time when everything was, like, open, beaches were open, cool, we got some margaritas to go from our spot, went down to the beach and we were drinking there, sitting six feet apart and we all get up to leave. And like, we were like, oh. Yeah, you don't hug each other. Like you don't know what to do. We were like, oh, I was like, but I want to hug you guys so bad right now. I I was like, damn, this is so strange. Like, and so, okay. Obviously, we miss our friends, and like we touched on with college football, we have strong opinions on things. So we're going to check in on some of our friends' opinions. 
by playing a little game that we did not come up with a name for, but we were not really um, feeling today. Yeah, but, this happened, guys, like a little bit ago. Like, yeah, so we 25 were like not feeling ago. it today. We're just kind of down. Like, the weather's a eh, little grumpy. Like, so we're going to call up our friends unknowingly. They do not know we're calling them. And we're going to rapid fire um, ask them some sports this or that questions. They also, like, no, I'll call Dave. Call Dave first. Okay. And this is a real test, guys, to see who the heck is going to answer, like. I, my bet is that there are a lot of people that aren't going to answer. Your call has been forwarded to an automated voice system. Great. Um, That was a hashtag dub. And I love that all these people (laughs) are going to text. He just texted me, I'm in class. What's up? Oh, shit. They're in school. Yeah, they go to school. All right. Who should we call? I forget. Call Will. Call Will. He's not okay. going to be in school, obviously. Afternoon. Hi. I have um, some quick questions for you. You can't ask any follow-up questions. <laughs> Are you ready? Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, Brody Van Wagen or Rob Manfred? Brody. Uh, New York or Boston? Boston. Tatum or Luca? Tatum. Stern or Silver? Oh no. Um, fuck. You have Do to have pick. This is rapid fire. You have to answer. Um. Silver. Okay, Rodman or Pippen? Uh, you said I can't ask any follow or ask any follow up questions, but I'm curious. In what way? Just there is no way this or that. Um, just in general. Robin. Okay. Um, Knicks or Nets? Nets. Rap or R and B? Rap. Apple Watch or Fitbit? Fitbit. Uh, books or movies? Fuck you. <laughs> Um, uh, movies. Ooh, hot take. Crew neck or hoodie? Hoodie. College football or college basketball? College basketball. Kanye or Jay Z? Jay Z. Bruce Springsteen. No, Kanye. Kanye. Really interesting take for the times. Not not politically, but. Okay, okay. Bruce Springsteen or Billy Joel? Oh, that's hard. Uh, for for my entire life, Billy Joel, but lately Bruce Springsteen. Okay, Nike or Adidas? Nike. Red Sox or White Sox? Red Sox. Ringer or Deadspin? Ringer. Barstool or garbage can? Uh, bury me in uh, six feet under and call it a day. Okay, Dinger or home run? <laughs> Dinger. These are open-ended. Favorite sports book of all time? Ooh, favorite sports book of all time? Yeah. Um, I feel like these, are, these kind of questions really put, like, you in particular on the spot. Yeah, this is hard for me. Um, 
I'll either go with, I'm not even looking at my bookshelf now. I'm just thinking about, it. I'll, I'll go with oh, Friday night lights are playing for keeps. Okay. Um, favorite sports moment. Dave Roberts. Okay. Yeah. That's a good one. Um, favorite female athlete. Ooh. Uh, I'm not going to go basic, <laughs> which would be Serena, even though she's awesome. That's not basic, I think. I feel like Serena's basic. I feel like if you if you asked a random white dude on the street whose fa- f- favorite female athlete would be, he'd be like, oh, I don't know any female athletes, so Serena Williams. Uh, <laughs> I'll say... Carly Lloyd. Oh, that's a good one. Okay, thank you for your time. What What was this for? I can't tell you. It's a secret. I can't know. I can't know now. Is something is this for a podcast? Yeah, you're on. You're on. The, you're on live now. You're on the pod. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we didn't have any ideas today, so we're just calling. We're calling up random people and uh, asking them this or that. I was gonna ask you a question. I was gonna ask you, um, what's the deal with like having guests on and follow-up question when when should i block out some time in the day oh my god do you want to come on now <laughs> sure <laughs> should we just go off the rails welcome Thanks. to the pod so are we live right now yeah we oh, are we're gonna, live we're gonna talk we're talking Not about live. some some hot we're gonna spill the tea we're gonna spill all the tea so wait, we're gonna get I, into some gossip how are my answers they were you were the first one that answered, so we oh, don't really have yeah. anything to compare them to. So I, I contrary to popular belief, I don't have a life. So um, okay, we're gonna talk hot gossip. We're gonna spill the tea because um, there's a a quote I really like from "Don't Laugh: The Real Housewives of New York." It was a really long time ago, but there's one, two of the housewives are getting into like a little. Um, kerfuffle i don't know what you call it um and they're like did you talk about me behind my back and she's like of course i talked about you behind your back what was i gonna do say it to your face that would be uncivilized and it is like one of my favorite quotes of all time and that's exactly what brody van wagen did <laughs> what am i gonna do exactly to your face <laughs> Um, it would be uncivilized. But instead, we were gifted the greatest scandal of the week because there has been a new one every week. So it's hard to crown a champion. Um, okay, everybody go. Pick Someone decide to go first. Thoughts on Brody and Manfred and Jeff? Pretty savage, honestly. And you know what I mean? Like, I could talk some shit about uh, <laughs> Manfred sitting in my living room a girl that just graduated kind of has no skin in the game and but like it's kind of a pretty badass move i mean i respect it um i my the winners and losers of this situation my only winner is the chair that brody is fidgeting with the entire time he's having this conversation i think you tweeted about this it was it was nice analysis yeah, I was like, as someone that is very fidgety, I can really relate 
to the stress he must have been feeling to be like fidgeting with a whole chair uh, while having this conversation. So how do we like see this? Is, he, is this like talking shit about your boss on camera? Yeah, in a way. Yeah. Well, I think so. Over it's, under. Not even, it's not even like you're talking, you're not necessarily talking shit about your boss. You're talking shit about the CEO of the company. So like yeah. Michael Michael Scott's boss is Jan Levinson Gould. No Gould. Um, Jan Levinson. Happy to Gould. Happy to Gould. Um, that's his boss. But his boss boss is David Wallace. Mm -hmm. And in the first two seasons, three seasons of the show, the relationship between Michael Scott and David Wallace is a little bit contentious because David Wallace views Michael Scott as incompetent and all that. We know this. This is common knowledge. Brody Van Wagenen is the Michael Scott in this situation. And I would say Rob Manfred is probably David Wallace. So if someone was filming Michael Scott, say, or uh, Brody Van Wagenen, say, a documentary crew, and ended up catching Brody Van Wagenen, say, God, he just doesn't get it. He just doesn't get it. He does not understand. Like, that's not, not a great look. Talking about the CEO like that. Then again. I, but everybody wrong. else who's watching agrees of course the that's michael scott in this situation well no so oh, that's maybe. when we that's when we reverse the roles brody let's say if david wallace was the regional manager and michael scott was the ceo this would make so much more sense yes yes for the, yes, for the yes. sake of the analogy that's what works incompetence because, rules frankly yeah i so where did we that's getting with this like it what he wasn't talking about manfred no he was talking shit about him yeah but did, no, they came out with a statement that, or it was like the idea was- And then Jeff Wilpon comes out with a statement. And he's like, oh, by the way, just in case everyone forgot, I love Rob. That's my homie. Um, That's how so, I read the press release. <laughs> okay, so like, here's where I feel like the question goes for me here. Like, Brody gets fired, question mark, but also how bet no. Okay, because people, I don't, I don't think that, yeah. but that's what I was, like, people were saying, like, no way he keeps his job after this. But my thing is, like, how bad of a look is that if you, that if the guy who was talking shit about the commissioner then gets fired, even though everyone else was agreeing? Um, especially on a topic that's just so sensitive and something that Major League Baseball has not done a fantastic job at handling in the past. I feel like they really got to be doing better with it. And I feel like the ball wasn't dropped per se, but I feel like it was more so like spiked on the ground. And they were like, all right, see ya. Um, and then there was like- The whole thing is like classic drama. Like we're talking about right now, just like- We're literally talking- How it affects them. But, like, we're not making any difference to the real issues at hand. We're just talking about how the Mets as an organization. Well, and then they have to do the whole we condemn racism family. thing. I don't know. And yeah, then they have to come out with the whole we condemn, ra condemn racism. And you're like, yeah, I, I hope you do. Like, I feel like that's the big I feel like, like <laughs> the bar <laughs> is on the floor. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm also just, like, on that same topic of everything that happened last week. I think Major League Baseball dropped the ball on not canceling games. Um, I know, obviously, in the NBA, it was completely driven by the players, not the league. So the whole, like, the league decided to cancel games. No, the players were striking. Yeah, the players. Um, but then 
I feel like we have Major League Baseball and the NHL who are like, maybe the players weren't striking, but maybe you like take lead and be like, you know what, before the players even have to strike, we're going to cancel the games because this just isn't right. And there's more important things in the world. And we knew that going into the restarts of seasons. And we might have lost track of that a little bit, but we're going to kind of get back on board. Because if you're spray painting Black Lives Matter on the pitcher's mound, you got to follow through with it. Like, that's where I'm at with this. There's a giant banner at Fenway Park that said Black Lives Matter. Um, And um, I just feel like that we have to do actual actions to follow through with that. And they kind of, they did end up doing that. But like, don't, people have to stop and this is the whole, like the owners being in charge of it thing is that I'm sick of waiting for everybody to be outraged for people to do what's right. Can we just start like doing the right thing from the start? Is that, are we, no, maybe? Yes. I don't know. I agree. I just I don't. Love doing, doing the right thing from the start doesn't, that's not fun for anyone. <sighs> it would be. Yeah, Cause then what a, are we going to talk about? It would be such a nice world. I'm obviously kidding. I hope, um, I hope that's clear. For real? I don't understand what the hell goes on in Manfred's brain. Like, I think I don't know. Plankton died of him. Like from you Spongebob? Know? Yeah, and he's like, makes Spongebob try to steal the Krabby Patty secret formula. <laughs> it's That's like, Rob Manfred's gonna go destroy baseball, and like, Plankton <sighs> has like, it out for uh, America's Greatest Pastime. Because it's just not anymore. I just don't even – I feel nothing towards baseball these days. I also <laughs> – Oh, let me tell you, that, like, just anecdotally, I was texting with my old boss yesterday. Um, he's a Red Sox fan, and that's kind of how I was – how we bonded and why I kept my job. Um, no, I'm kidding. I was very a competent worker, um, unlike Rob Manfred. No, I mean, he. so we bonded over that, and he, he texted me. He was like, I haven't ever seen so many Red Sox being traded like in one day as I have today. I believe this was yesterday. It could have been the day before, but then he also followed up that text with, but I also haven't watched a game since opening day. I was like, yeah, man, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, nor have I, I've been watching practically anything else. And I've been keeping up with the MLB obviously, because when there's no football yet and the NBA is, you know, not, not periodic, but showing up and, you know, sh- showed up later than the MLB season started and, and um, then went on a hiatus once again, following baseball is kind of all you have left at that point. Um, but I have not watched many games, maybe one or two since opening day when everybody was really excited, but I, I'm really out on baseball. I, I think yeah. I agree with Lily that, they dropped the ball and not canceling the games uh, with this situation in particular and just trying to stage walkouts, which is, has always and always will be a cop out because you're not actually doing anything. You're just going back into the locker room for two minutes and then come back out and act like nothing ever happened. I mean, you know, it's to say, Oh, we're going to walk out and make a statement. That's, that's fine and well, because you're, you are making some sort of statement that you're not going to stand stand technically for the national anthem or whatever it may be but then at the end of the day you're coming back out and you're going on business as usual the nba did something that hasn't been done since the 1990s when rodney king was beaten by los angeles police officers in the middle of the la riots like that was 
the last time the NBA players actually came out and said, we are going to do something and take it into our own hands. And even that, I don't know if it resonates as much as it does today, just simply because of the national climate, because of the situation that's happened in Kenosha, Wisconsin, it's bullshit. And the NBA responded in the only way that I think anybody should have thought to respond. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense to me to go on business as usual when business very much so is not usual right now. Well, and that that's the big thing with like people, this conversation was had at the right before there was the restart with Kyrie saying that I don't think we should go back and everyone wanted to discount Kyrie. And I, at the time said, I was like, I agree with him. I think there's a lot going on. And I've said this before that I don't think, I think, not that I don't think everything would have been as powerful had we had sports as usual or business as usual without a pandemic um, as far as protests go. But I do think that it did allow for people to pay more attention to them. People that would not usually pay attention to them, which I think is extremely important. And so I was, I totally agreed with Kyrie that like, I think it will take away from everything going on. And I mean, there's no way of knowing if it did or didn't per se, but I think, when something else happens like the Jacob Blake shooting you then see the players reacting in a way that's like okay we might have we might have gotten a little distracted from things or not like players have still been extremely vocal about everything going on but it was really good to see that they're like we're not losing sight of the work that has been done and that is continuing to be done and I think I didn't think we would be having the NBA now. I thought that was it. I was like, it's over. When the Lakers and Clippers voted not to continue, I was like, you're not going. I was like, you're not going on without the Lakers and Clippers. Um, But yeah, they know that they really couldn't though, like deep down, like even though it was only like two teams. What were you doing when the Bucks didn't decided to not the game and you realize that the possibility of a canceled NBA season was very much possible. I was doing two things. I was actually, give me a second. I'll tell you exactly what I was doing. And follow up to that or before, do you remember where you were when Rudy Gobert tested positive? I do. I do. Um, I was, do you want me, which one do you want me to start with? Start with Rudy Gobert because chronologically. Yep. With Rudy Gobert, I was I was 28 minutes into an episode of Survivor Winners at War. Had a couple drinks. Uh, didn't really know what to make of it until I saw the video of him touching the- everything. Yeah, because I think at that point there was still this general sense of like, oh yeah, you know, this thing, it's like, it really sucks and it sounds like it's scary, but what's it really doing? And then Rudy Gobert tested positive and then the NCAA began canceling things. And then we were like, oh, if they're canceling sports, they're going to cancel school. And so as a student, I think it hit in a weird way. When I finally saw him touch stuff, I was like, ah, this guy. That's not going to go well. I left Marist College on Friday, May 13th. Oh, my God. That was Friday the 13th. It was Friday the 13th. What? I've been saying wow. this the whole pandemic. Wow. I, I didn't put that together until then. now. I left Marist College on Friday, March 13th with every expectation. Not that I would be back in two weeks, but that I'd be back in, like, a month. I did I, not yeah. pack anything. Like I, was I, like- I hugged 
Amelia. Everyone. Multiple times. Well, not, no, hugging was a different story. I, what I meant was I hugged Amelia goodbye multiple times. And I think each time I was like, we're going to be back. Don't worry yeah, she about was, it. She was really upset. I remember. And everyone was like, well, I'll see you in two weeks. Enough. Right. I texted, <laughs> I was texting with Dave Connolly, the, now the esteemed editor in chief of. Who didn't Dave. answer my first phone call, by the way. <laughs> he sent Eric to ignore. It was so Oh, funny. did he? Yeah, he ignored two, two my rings, then cut off. That's tough. Um, well, I was texting he was him. in class. I was texting him yesterday. He was like, hey, remember when we were in the center and we were we were bagging on the idea of the coronavirus canceling school and telling Amelia that everything was going to be fine and she needed to <laughs> I was like, yeah, we kind of look like asses now. Um, <laughs> consider the fact, though, that that was like on February 28th. And but no I also... Any idea of things that was going on. I we're also, off the rails now, but... No, we're totally off the rails. I mean, we went okay. off the rails a long time ago. But I... I was like being a little cynical about it, but I think just to protect my heart, I was like, I'm never going to see you guys again. I was like, we're never going right. to see each other again. And everyone's like, oh, shut the fuck up, Lily. And now, and then I was like, mm, you can all times suck it. I was like, you can all suck it because I was right. But then I was yeah, like, oh, I knowing, was right. Knowing was you, you get, knowing you when school got canceled for good, she was like, fuck oh, those idiots. I told them so. And then you <laughs> went into a deep depression. And I was like, yeah. Um, in show so, for my last shift at work, and I turned around as I was driving away from campus, and I was like, I'm never coming back here. I did. I will say, I had a moment when I, I left cried in the car. <laughs> Marist College, Lowell Thomas. I had a moment. I, w- I was by myself. And I think because I was by myself, I allowed myself to be a little honest for a minute with myself. And I was like, this is the last time I'm going to be in this room. I was like, this is it. I kind of had a feeling. And so I kind of like said goodbye, had like a moment. Um, and that was the only, the only person who I was very um, candid with about the fact that we were not coming back. And I, I was j- literally just said to Jess early in the episode, I was like, that Wednesday, I was f- packing for my flight to Nashville. And now yeah, I'm were. like, I was like, it's fine. I was we're like, we're going. I was totally going until Thursday night. Like, I was like, I'm going to Nashville. I was like, and I was a little nervous, but everyone's like, well, wear masks. We'll wipe everything down on the plane. Like, it'll be fine. And then that weekend, you saw, obviously I didn't go, drove home to Boston. And that weekend was when you saw all the kids in Florida partying on spring break. And you're like, those assholes. And I was like, wow, I am so glad I am not one of those assholes. I remember at one point being super jealous of those kids, like in April when I realized everything was over. And I was like, damn, like if I had left, if our spring break was like a week before we would be there because like I was supposed to go down to Miami the next day. And then I was like, right after I was like, no, they are all so stupid. Like, I'm so glad my face will never perhaps be <laughs> one of those local news specials on those idiots well, on spring. And it's, um, so back on track. Yeah. To, add, to answer your other question of where I was. Oh, that's what we were talking about. That's what we were talking about? That's where we started. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Well, where were you when the NBA almost got canceled for the second time this year? I was sitting down to do two things. One, put the game on my iPad um, while doing the second thing, which was sitting down to write about how Michael Caine thinks that Tenet is the greatest action movie ever made. I was actually, it was Wednesday because I was trying to post last week's episode of Thrown Down and I had all these clips and they were just like, I was having a lot of trouble uploading one of them 
Um, and I was getting so frustrated and I had been staring at my phone for like three hours straight at this point. And I was just like, so over it. I was like, I, I texted Jess. I was like, can you just do this? Cause I can't look at my phone anymore. And then all this happened. And then I was like, Oh, going to be glued to my phone for another six hours now. But I was in the car. I was as a passenger, don't text and drive. Um, and yeah. And I just remember, I remember being in the car and reading everyone's tweets that were like, no one will ever forget where they were when this happened. And I was like, oh, I'm in the car. I guess I won't forget. I literally um, was bartending and I was like, no freaking way. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Now that the NBA did not get canceled, just We got to see an epic Jess has some strong opinions. And I'm assuming that Will also has strong opinions on Jimmy James Butler. James, Jim, James. Let's Jim, not. Jimothy. Playoff Jim. My okay. Mr. Butler, actually, Mr. Butler. is what My we should favorite be calling him after About that Jimmy Butler is that he drives a minivan, and I'll just leave it at that. Are you serious? Love I don't know. If, music too. Yeah, I don't know if he still does, but at the time that that profile about him came out, so, he drove a minivan. Mr. Butler is all business in the bubble. Say all that. Business. No family. Will, what do you think about him not bringing his family? Because I kind of <laughs> think it's a bit dramatic. I think that Jimmy Butler not bringing his family into the bubble is a is super on brand, really. <laughs> yeah, that's a good that's way to put of, it. That's just kind of where I'm at with that. Um, it's like, I don't, you're I don't think so that, cool. <laughs> like, I don't think that if I was an NBA player, my performance would be negatively impacted if my family decided to come into this bubble that I was living in for four months. I think it would actually be positively impacted, but Jimmy Butler is actually not, he's not from yeah. Earth. So it doesn't matter. We don't um, know what Jerry Butler's from. Aliens alien. don't have families, and yeah. Jimmy Butler is an alien, and um, like a robot has, alien, Luka, or just like a he, alien. Luka Doncic, Donovan Mitchell, and Jamal Murray all hail from the same land, um, and they, none of them a are galaxy far, far away members. Actually, they just have to focus on scoring fifty points or more. I just. When people are like, how, how do we save Major League Baseball? Like, how do we make it more interesting for people? And I'm always like, my answer, and it's not well thought out, but I'm always like, you got to make it like the NBA. I'm like, the NBA is fun and it's interesting. And there's always something happening within the game and like outside of the game. But I just don't think that baseball players are wired the same way. Well, yeah, that was I was going to ask you. How, how does one do that? No, you. I don't know. That's my but, thing. That's my that, initial feedback. Like that's my initial. Like, oh, we're we're just gonna gonna make the MLB that. more just like make, more like a, a league that's more fun. Take the So you take the bats out. You make the ball orange. You move it inside, and you make the field wood or parquet as some might call it um and instead of ha like having a batting lineup in a field you just have two like five v five and then what sport did you just invent i don't know but it sounds really funny basketball hold on you know basketball if anybody watches new sounds girl. a lot like this <laughs> in new does anybody watch new girl or is that just me i do i've sporadically um, well, there's I an know episode. The puzzle thing. I think that's really funny. Oh it's yeah, there's an episode where Jess calls it basketball, and she's like, "It doesn't make sense because there's two baskets." And I'm like, "Good point, Jess." She's not wrong. Basketball. Um, okay. This is. I don't really know what I'm, what, what we're gonna do with I don't this. Really episode. know where to go from here. But 
Um, do you, Jess, what's your tweet of the week? Will you have to come up with one? I have one. What was your favorite tweet from the week? I sent it to you before and I said, this is going to be my tweet of the week because I'm that. sick of wasting time. So we all saw, I hope, the interview with Giannis uh, when he was asked to switch on Jimmy Butler and he says, no, I didn't. Why would you ask that? So it was a quote tweet to this. Um, and it was a tweet from Richard Jefferson, who, by the way, love his Twitter pick, like just on the money. Um, he said, he asked that because you're the defensive player of the year and Jimmy just had a career high 40. My question is, why did you ask him? Why did he ask that question? Like facts, like what? Like I'm sick of like a lot of the players these days kind of like making reporters like look stupid when they like don't like I think that they have a right to not answer some questions and stuff like that but like that's valid and I love that Richard Jefferson is coming at this from his point of view because he is a player and he's now an analyst so he kind of has both sides granted he was a player first but it's like even he doesn't think that that was out of line I don't think anyone thought that was out of line in the sports world but yeah, that's my tweet of the week because I thought it was cool and it was relatable and he kind of had the reporters' backs and I don't know. I think it was cool. Um, that was really good and I feel like yeah. I don't have a good follow-up. What are the rules here? Just anything. Like, anything like. goes. You know, my other one was actually going to be like, just say LOL and move on. <laughs> I, have like, I have a couple. One's a little sadder than the other. I, saw, I, just saw, fire. I just saw a really sad one, but you go. You, you can do both. All right. Well, my, my kind of sad one is from three days ago, which is the night that we all found out that Chadwick Boseman passed away. Um, sad. Griffin Newman tweeted – he's at, Griffin, at Griff Lightning. He tweeted a screenshot from the – I'm on a podcast! <laughs> Hi. <laughs> that was for content. <laughs> Just anything for content. Good lord. Um, okay, actually, I'm gonna change it. So my uh, one of my tweets is um, is gonna be the tweet where somebody resurfaced the interview of Chadwick Boseman talking about how he was meeting with kids who have terminal cancer and how you finally see. He, he, he kind of breaks down at the end and it, obviously it's a very sad thing, but you watch it now and it has totally new life to it. Mm -hmm. So it's just hard to watch, but yeah, valuable to listen to him talk about something that impacted him so viscerally. Um, and then the other one I'm scrolling now cause I, I had it, but I got to find it. Oh, the other one. Come on, Will. Oh, Donald Trump. It's not his tweet, but I have to read his tweet first. Um, Donald Trump who we all know um, thinks he runs a country, or I don't know if he knows he runs a country. Um, he tweeted, people are tired of watching the highly political NBA. Basketball ratings are way down and they won't be coming back. I hope football and baseball are watching and learning because the same thing will be happening to them. Stand tall for our country and our flag. It did, it did <laughs> mom just said jackass. Well, <laughs> Josh Hart, chimed in, quoted the tweet and said, what a dumbass. So Josh Hart, meet mom. You're on the same page. <laughs> that's, that's a good tweet. Okay. Mine's also a quote tweet from Trump. 
um, actually by friend of the pod, Ray. Um, Donald Trump tweeted, the only way you will stop violence in the high crime Democratic, Democrat run cities is through strength. And Ray, Ray quoted it with BRB going to the gym to end systematic racism. Good job, Ray. I was like, damn. I was like, damn. Um, That's my sweet girl, Ray. She actually is, I always talk about Twitter and my friends are obsessed with TikTok and I don't have TikTok. So I'm like, guys, the jokes on Twitter are electric. You guys are missing out. I don't know. Okay. You guys are crazy. So As- that tweet that she's like back on Twitter, like using it now again, mm-hmm. like the revival, like that's a fire tweet. And I was like, Ray, this is the content that we need. We I need, it. I need more of my friends on Twitter. I feel like they're not, they're mostly. Like- Lily's friends go on Twitter. Lily's <laughs> friends get on Twitter. Um, all right. This has been a very unhinged episode of Thrown Down. I don't know. Unhinged came out in theaters. What's unhinged? It's a movie about uh, Russell, not about Russell Crowe. Stars oh, wait, oh Crow. this, they have Hulu ads for this where there's the car accident. Yes, yeah, not, it's not good. It looked, it scares me because when I'm watching Hulu don't at night it. and it's dark and the, the ad comes on, I get really freaked out. I can't watch horror movies. I watched what I watched eight minutes of one horror movie in the past year. The Ring. And I call all my roommates were at the gym together, and I called them to come home because I was the scared. ring. Yep. You're great, um, Lily. I know. <laughs> Classic. Um, so this has been a very unhinged, not sponsored um, episode of Throwing Down. We're not Justin, sponsored. If anyone wants to Lily. sponsor us, and. Um, friend of the pod will be oh there was a really good tweet i saw that was like we're not doing significant i'm gonna mess it up and i want to give this person credit but it was like we're not calling anybody significant others anymore we're just calling everybody friend of the pod and i was like <laughs> i dig it i was like okay so this has been another episode of throwing down with justin lily um and special guest will be arnar special last minute guest will thanks for coming on and talking about jimmy butler with us Thanks for having me. I didn't know this. I didn't know this is how I was going to spend the last forty-five minutes or so. Honestly, me neither. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Will, you know what we always like to say at the end of this podcast? What? It's never just sports. Someone's never listened to an episode. It's never just sports. Why did we bring this guy on? (laughs) Say it with us. It's never just sports. Follows on social media at thrown underscore down. And we will see you next time. We out.